0: This episode is part of the pool's Local Officials Stronger Together podcast series. It's one way we serve local officials through integrity, public service, fiscal responsibility, and operational excellence. As always, please direct specific questions about coverage to your member services manager. Welcome to episode 9A in the Risk Pool's Stronger Together podcast series. In today's episode, all I'm doing is introducing the first of several cybersecurity training videos produced by the pool. This one, called Cyberbytes Number One, Hank's Hacks, is absolutely hilarious. It's not some boring webinar, no way. Instead, join the TML Risk Pool's cyber guy, our cyber risk service manager, Ryan Burns, and his buddy, Hacker Hank, as they discuss Hank's Hacks. Those hacks are the most common ways a hacker tricks local government employees into sending money, downloading ransomware, and more. You can listen on in traditional podcast format, but you'll really be missing out if you don't watch the nine-minute YouTube video version that's linked next to this episode. And if you can identify which Riskpool employee plays Hacker Hank, email me at scott.houston at tmlirp.org for the chance to win a prize.
1: I'm Ryan Burns, the cyber guy at the TML Risk Pool. Welcome to the first edition of Cyberbytes, a short lunchtime video series where I share with you some best practices for navigating this cyber world and avoiding cyber crimes and pitfalls. Today, we're talking about how cyber criminals use social engineering to steal your money. It should come as no surprise that we live in a digital world. Cash and checks are out. E-transfers are in. Millions of dollars are sent every day via electronic payments. Some of those probably come from your organization, and criminals know this. And they would love nothing more than to redirect those funds into their accounts. And it's not nearly as difficult as you might think. Here to tell us more is our special guest for today, Hacker Hank.
2: Thanks for having me on the show, Ryan. And yes, you're correct. It's not as hard as you think. Some of your security practices offer about as much protection as the Houston Texans offensive line. You know what I'm talking about, Ryan. I usually don't share my tricks, but this has become so easy. I'm a little bored and I need a challenge. These same things have been working since Windows 97. Y'all got to do better, but I've got four famous Hank hacks for you. The first one I like to call it, got your nose and your email. Some of you might call it, business email compromise. I'll start with some research, maybe from your website, maybe from LinkedIn, and figure out a target in your organization that handles all the cash. I'll send them a phishing email and hope they click on the link, or maybe they'll click on the attachment. Once that happens, boom, I've got access to their email. And I'll monitor that inbox until I find a vendor that needs to be paid. Let's say like Peter at YourServicePro.com. Now Peter did real work for you, But here's a fun part. I'll create a domain that's basically Peter's email. Maybe one letter is different. Or instead of an O, I'll use a zero, something you'll never even notice. I'll send you an email from this fake domain, and I'll say, hey, it's Peter, your awesome vendor. We switched our bank account information. Start sending payments to this new bank account instead. You'll make the change, and without even thinking about it, you'll be paying me instead of the vendor. You're paying Hacker Hank. Of course, you won't realize anything's wrong until poor Peter calls crying about his past due invoices. Hopefully by that time, you've sent me a few checks, which I'm gonna enjoy on my vacay at Turks and Caicos. If you're real naive, I might even send some emails from your account to your coworkers and friends pretending to be you to see what I can get past them. I mean, it's a blast. That's terrible work, Hank. Hey, Ryan, it's a living. And here's another hack I like to call Hack a Vendor, or Hank's hack number two. In this particular scenario, I'm going to hack into a vendor's email, and I'm going to send you an email from their actual email account. Of course, the request is going to look legitimate because it's coming from them, and most likely in the past, you've already communicated with them. I might even jump into the middle of an email thread. If you don't double check, you'll make all the changes I want in wiring instructions, payment details, or whatever. And again, poor Peter's money goes into my account for my vacay to the Virgin Islands. Wait, I thought you were a Turks and Caicos guy. Ryan, I wanna see the world. Here's another one I like to call Spoof Goes the Vendor or Hank's Hack Number Three. In this scenario, I don't even have to hack anybody. I'll just find one of your organization's vendors. It's easy to do. Maybe I'll look in a council agenda. Maybe I'll do an open records request. I'll see who won a construction bid, and then I'll create a new domain pretending to be them. Remember our old trick about the O to zero? I'll send you an email. If I'm feeling real criminal, I'll whip up a fake letterhead too. The whole nine, and again, I'll just request that all future payments come to my account instead of your vendors. I'll take that money and you'll find me sipping my ties in Bermuda. Oh, Bermuda this time? It's beautiful this time of year. For my last trick or Hank's hack number four, we call it Punk Your Paycheck. Instead of personating a vendor, I'm gonna impersonate one of your employees. I'm gonna send a nice email to your payroll department This is Judy in account services. I changed banks, and here's my new deposit information. And here's you. Oh, hey, Judy, you're so sweet. I would never distrust anything you email me. You'll just make the changes, and bam, my vacation to Jamaica is paid in full. Jamaica, good choice for a criminal, I suppose. You bet it is, Ryan. And I usually do this one really close to payday, asking you to change the information quick so I don't miss my check this coming Friday or whatever. Does that really work? Absolutely, it's worked since the days of Commodore 64. You belong in jail, get out of here. Hacker Hank, everyone.
1: Now let's chat about how to avoid these scams. Cyber attackers have been very successful in these attempts, and they continue to become even more clever in their methods. Understanding how these scams work will help you learn how to spot them. First, attackers often try to create a sense of urgency, saying they need this action to be completed as soon as possible. They're counting on you and your desire to provide good service and a people please. So now they get you to perform this action quickly, possibly skipping some of the steps in your normal process and against your best interest. That's why taking your time to scrutinize any request can help you prevent this type of loss. Here are a few best practices to follow also. Always be wary of emails from external sources, especially if they're asking you to click a link, open an attachment, or take any action regarding a payment. Look very, very closely at the email address to see if the sender's name, the company name, the domain name are all correct. An example could be, abcconstruction.com versus abcconstructioninc.com. Or maybe they'll change a letter L to the number one. Read the body of the email very carefully. Look for poor grammar, odd sentence structure, misspellings, or reasons that you would not be able to contact the sender to confirm the validity of the request. Always verify any request with a callback to a verified number from your internal records not the email itself, and speak with a person you're familiar with. Verify that all the information is correct in the phone call and never, ever rely on just an email correspondence as a single step to change account information, establish a new payment method, or initiate a new transfer. Engage a second person in your process. Having a second set of eyes on these requests and transfers can add another chance to verify and trust your instinct. If something appears off or doesn't seem right, stop, don't take any action. I call this JDLR, just don't look right. And remember, because a request passes any one or several of these checks and balances, does not mean it's legitimate. The best procedure includes multiple levels of verification until you are certain of the identity of the intended recipients of your funds. Make sure you're performing annual training with all your employees on how to identify these attempts and the steps involved in your procedure should be required as well. Lastly, if you discover that you've become the victim of this type of fraud, I know it can be embarrassing, but you should immediately contact your financial institution, your IT department, and your cyber insurance provider. The longer you delay, the less chance you have to recover your funds applying a high level of scrutiny to transferring your organization's funds similar to the way you would your own can help you avoid becoming a victim if you have any other questions please feel free to reach out to me at the contact information here on the screen let's keep hacker hank out of your accounts i hope you enjoyed lunch and i'll see you next time on cyberbytes
0: Okay. That was hilarious, right? If you only listened, you've got to go back and watch the YouTube version linked near the podcast. It is so funny. You've only got one action item today, and it's the most important cyber related one you'll ever hear. And we'll keep saying it over and over. Remember this, when you get an email, think before you click and always verify through out of band authentication prior to sending money to anybody. More from Ryan and Hacker Hank is coming soon, so get ready. To review written materials associated with the presentation or to ask Scott a question, please visit www.tmlirp.org and click on the Stronger Together podcast link. Please remember that the information in this episode is provided for informational purposes only and doesn't constitute legal advice. We recommend that you review the podcast and the accompanying written materials with your attorney prior to taking action.